Yes, welcome back to Home Studio Q&A for yet another week. This is our weekly live show here on Studio Live today, where I answer your questions about mobile recording, home recording, video recording, and everything in between. If it's your first time here, my name is Pete, and on this channel, I like to share tips and tricks and tutorials and live stream videos just like this one. So if it's your first time here and you like that kind of jive, consider subscribing. If you are listening on the audio-only podcast version, I will try and visualize things and uh, be as descriptive as possible for you as well. And if you are watching the video and you want to be able to catch up on the audio version, uh, head over to studiolivetoday.com and you can catch details for the podcast or just jump down in the description of the video. What is our feature topic today? Before we dive into the questions, I like to cover a little feature topic. And today we're going to be talking about luck versus skill. And I have a poll over on my channel. In fact, right now you can go there. If you want to multitask, go over to the community tab on Studio Live Today YouTube channel. If you're here live, if you're not, you can check the poll results later. But I actually asked, what proportion do you think skill versus luck has when it comes to being successful in music? Now, here's how I think it kind of breaks down. I'm not going to say that there is no luck involved. Clearly, there are people who are born into situations in the right country, in the right family, with the right DNA that is going to make them more likely to be successful. And there are people who have a harder time and are going to have more of an uphill battle. That, I think, is pretty clear, or at least I think it's pretty clear. The, the flip side of that, though, is I also don't think that it is all about luck. I also don't think that you can say, well, I, I'm never going to make it because I'm not lucky or I'm never going to make it because I wasn't born into the right circumstance or situation. More and more we are seeing that that is simply not the case. And I I, I was going to try and go the whole show without mentioning Billie Eilish, but I'm going to just throw it right out there. Uh, Billie Eilish is producing a lot of great music. Uh, she's just won Grammys. Uh, she's basically the talk of the music world at the moment. And most of it's positive. But here's the thing. <laughs> Some of it's a little bit negative. And I find this a little bit weird because what has happened is that there's a, there's a small subsection of the audio community who don't like the fact that her and her brother and her family just like have record their music in a little house in Logic Pro and in a home studio. And they don't go to a big professional million dollar studio. Uh, now, it's still, they still use mixing and mastering and professional services, but they, they did it all themselves. Now, you could say, well, yeah, you know, they've got a musical family. They're living in LA. They have the ability to buy a Mac and, and Logic Pro and all these gear, all these tools. But that's not where it kind of starts and comes from. If you listen to Billy and if you listen to her brother and if you listen to the family talking about what they do, it's very clear that they have been doing this for a long time and that they have been honing their skills and honing their ability and trying things, different things over and over again. Yes, luck is involved in this sort of thing. But the, the, the funny thing is, I was, again, I was watching a couple of videos and, and what did I see hanging up over the top of, of their little home studio is 10,000 hours. Yes, that old, is it Malcolm Gladwell that did the whole 10,000 hours thing? That yes, to, to master something, you got to do it for 10,000 hours. And I think that is something to really keep in mind that when you go, oh, I can't believe how lucky X artist was because they've suddenly become so successful. They're only suddenly successful 
in your view, they've probably been grinding it out for years, working hard, trying different things, and only now have they reached the point where they are actually successful. So if you are feeling demotivated, if you are feeling like you don't have any luck and you'll never have any luck, just remember that there is such thing as making your own luck. There is such thing as being able to find that way to try harder, to work harder, to just experiment and try new things. And by the way, don't forget, music is all about fun. Every time I see these big debates about what should and shouldn't happen and home studios versus pro studios and, oh, the industry's become mediocre, everyone's just releasing terrible music because they're all recording it in GarageBand in their bedroom, <clears throat> then I just think, you realise that we're doing this because we all love music and music is fun, yeah? Yeah. All right, let's move on to some questions because I could literally rant all day. But if you do have your own opinions on this subject, please drop them in the comments if you're watching on the video here live on YouTube or Facebook, or you can jump, uh, or if you're watching on the podcast, then uh, jump over to studiolivetoday.com and get in touch with me there. Let's dive in here. Question number one for this week. This comes from 777 Stratch. Hello, and thanks for the great information. I'd like to ask if I may, is it possible to transfer a file from Dropbox on my iPhone 6S directly to an external hard drive where I could then upload the file to a non-network PC via the hard drive? I assume there's some sort of an adapter I need for this. So yes, uh, I thought I'd, I'd cover this question because I can answer a few different questions here. If you are transferring from iOS and you're on iOS 13, then yes, you can now use USB drive, any USB flash drive or hard drive that's formatted as FAT32, XFAT, or any of the native Mac formats, you're going to be able to transfer your data from that, from your iPhone to that. Now, if it's on Dropbox, that's going to be accessible through the Files app. All you need to do is make sure that you download it from Dropbox in the Files app onto your phone, and then it will be accessible. You can simply copy it, paste it over to your USB drive, and then use it on any non-networked PC anywhere you like. So short answer is yes, as long as you've got an iPhone 6S or better, an iPad Air 2 or better, iPad Mini 4 or better, any iPad Pro, you can run iOS 13 and you can transfer files. However, make sure that you do have, and you will have heard me say this plenty of times if you've watched the channel before, a genuine Apple Lightning to USB 3 adapter. It is an essential piece of kit, and if you're doing any sort of transferring or USB connecting on your iOS devices, you need one of these suckers. Thank you for the question, though. I hope that helped out. Uh, we'll continue on here. By the way, all these questions come in during the week from mostly YouTube, but some from Instagram, some from via email. So if you do have questions, I will always answer them <laughs> directly, uh, but I just share them here on the show because other people may have similar questions and it may help you out. Here is another one. Where are, where are people getting iOS 13 version? I'm still on version 12.4.4 and they are not selling version 13 at Apple yet. So this is from Shelly. Um, hello to you, Shelly. So here's the thing. Uh, as I just mentioned, I kind of answered it in that question. The iOS 13 is only available on some of the newer iPhones and iPads. If you're on something like an iPhone 6 or an iPad Air 1, the original one, uh, iPad mini 3 or earlier, then you're only going to be able to update to iOS 12.4 and then everything else, any future updates are not going to be available. Unfortunately, you've kind of hit the end of life of those devices and we could get into a big philosophical debate about, uh, yeah, whether that's good practice or bad to not do that. But uh, yeah, a lot of the new features that are coming in iOS 13 uh, won't be supported on older devices. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I've, I've got videos about this and they get a bunch of thumbs down and I'm, I'm 
almost sure that it's not because of the quality of the video. It's because I'm delivering the bad news and saying what you can't do. But hey, that is just a, that is just a thing. Uh, we've got a, a long question here from uh, Abinob uh, Gabriel. Hello to you. And this is in relation to DistroKid. And uh, I, in fact, have a new video all about DistroKid coming out in just a day's time if you're watching this live or it's probably already out if you're listening on the podcast. I'll make sure I link back to a uh, to that video once it's available. So how do you connect all accounts on social media to DistroKid? For example, I have a YouTube channel and I want to use DistroKid to upload my song everywhere. So I'm going to do it. Uh, just upload to DistroKid or do I have to upload to YouTube and give them my link? Basically, how does it all work? How does that come together. So here's how it all breaks down. I'll, I'll, I'll come back over here so, so that I can talk about this. So when you're releasing your music, you can choose to release it yourself. So you can release to SoundCloud, you can release directly to YouTube, you can release to a bunch of other places, um, to Bandcamp, that you have complete control over. The problem is, the reason that you'd need to think about a distributor like DistroKid or Muse or any of the other distributors is that you can't actually release to places like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Deezer. All of these don't accept direct uploads. You need to actually upload to a distributor and then they distribute your music. They release your music for you. So what you actually need to do there is take the WAV file of your completed song and your album artwork, upload those to DistroKid, and then DistroKid push those out to all of the different stores, to hundreds of different stores, and then in a couple of days' time, they're available there. People can go to iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, and there it is, your song, your name. In fact, if I've just released a song that I'm doing as part of this video, so if you go to any of those uh, places and search Pete Johns, you'll see my new song, Imagination, is out on all of those platforms. Now, the reason that I do that over just releasing myself is for the very reason that I just said. I can actually now say to you and to everyone, instead of saying, okay, here's my, you've got to go to SoundCloud, then you've got to find my account, and then you've got to blah, 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 blah. If I just say, go to insert name of favorite streaming or music purchasing platform and type Pete John's Imagination, you're going to find my song. And to me, that's that's the power of having the ability to distribute. So rather than have to upload it yourself, manually manage it. Now, how does this link back to your social media? Short answer is it doesn't. There's a few things. So on Apple, there will be the Apple artist. So there'll be information there about your artist, which you can then log in uh, and control some elements of that. The same with Spotify. There's Spotify for artists. So once you've actually released, you can actually go into your Spotify for artists. You can add things like your upcoming gigs. You can change some of your, your artwork of like the picture of you that is shown on Spotify. So uh, perhaps that would be good for some future videos to do. The final question you had there about YouTube, if you release to to using a distributor and you choose YouTube, it will upload it to YouTube Music and it will create a static, uh, just a picture of your album art and on what's called a topic channel. So it might go on to a various artists topic channel if you've only released one or two things ever, or eventually if you've released a whole album, EP and a bunch of songs, it will actually create your own topic channel. So I'll, I have a topic channel called Pete John's topic, which I have no control over, but people can go and subscribe to and listen to my music there. I can then choose to, if I want to actually then just re-release it myself directly to YouTube on my own channel, on my Facebook account, on my own channel, on my own group, however I want to. So you can kind of do both, but there is very little linkage between distributing and then what you actually do on social media. A long answer I know, but I wanted, to, I thought that would add value for a lot of folks because I get these sort of questions all the time saying, how does it work? What's going on? Like, I don't know what to do once I distribute my music. Can I then use it myself? Am I going to get in trouble for my own thing? The only uh, caveat I will add 
is YouTube content ID. So if you release to YouTube through someone like a Muse, then it will add YouTube content ID, meaning if you then re-upload using your own song to YouTube, you will get a copyright claim against yourself. It gets all a bit weird and meta, but I wanted to throw that in as well. Let's jump back over. We've got more questions here. Phoenix Reagan says, hi, I'm kind of new to audio connections and I'm wondering how I'd connect an Apple device to an Apple device to record samples into the other. And I thought this was a fascinating question because how do we get one Apple device and record it to another Apple device? So the, the short answer I gave to this one was if you can keep things in the digital world, then do that. So if you have an audio sample or if you have some sort of audio on one Apple device on your iPhone or your iPad and you want to send it to another using AirDrops the best way to go. So you've got the WAV file, you go to the WAV file, you select it, and then you say, uh, yep, oops, sorry, I'm selecting my selecting my things on here as I'm tapping. Um, yeah, so you select it, you airdrop it, and then you open it. I love an app called Audio Share for this purpose. It's just a great way to keep all of your audio together. It's about a $3 app, super handy. It's got an audio recorder, it's got Wi-Fi drive, so you can share with your, iPhone, your Mac or your PC over Wi-Fi, and it just makes airdropping between devices and managing your audio and video, all your media, so much better. So check out Audio Share. If you 100% do want to go analog from one device to another, so say you're playing something back on your iPhone, you want to record that on your iPad, you can export or you can output from the three and a half mil headphone jack, or in the case of the iPhones these days, the lightning to three and a half mil adapter, and that will send a stereo signal out of your iOS device. You then, however, can't input that directly into another iOS device without a stereo audio interface. So you need a two-channel audio interface on the other device and some way to plug it through. So you need like an iRig Pro Duo, something like a Steinberg UR22C that I use, and a Lightning to USB adapter. And if you if you search Pete John's audio interface, there's a whole video I, where I outline all of that about audio interfaces and uh, how they work with iOS. Let's continue on here. We'll do one more question, then we'll jump over and say g'day to the folks who are here live and see what questions we have there. This one is from Calculate3D. Uh, are you sure I can only do this if I have iOS 13 because I have an iPad mini 2 and I can't afford buying a laptop and I want to use my iPad as a laptop. Is it still possible if I have iOS 12.4 or no? So what was being asked here is similar to the previous couple of questions, well, two questions ago uh, about sharing files and iOS 13. The, the unfortunate version is iPad mini 2 will only ever be able to update to iPad. OS 12.4, and that doesn't have USB file support. However, here's the thing. If you do desperately want to have USB file storage, there are other devices that you can use. So I've uh, I've uh, reviewed the SanDisk iExpand. There's others made by other brands as well. Basically, they're a lightning. They've got lightning at one end and USB at the other end. You plug them into your USB and transfer files, and then you plug them into your lightning and transfer files. Uh, if you don't have a laptop, though, and you, you need to actually back up and you're not transferring between something that uses USB, I, I'd always recommend cloud storage anyway. Like I think USB drives are okay, uh, but I do most of my transferring either using Wi-Fi between a Mac and PC and my iPhone or iPad, or I simply upload it to Dropbox, Google Drive, OneDrive, um, iCloud Drive. I've got a bunch of them. I've, I, I pay for iCloud Drive, um, so I pay for the extra storage, um, but I use the free services as well. 
they're also super, super good. So thank you for your question. I hope that helped. Let's jump over here and see if we've got questions from folks who are here live. Um, let's see. I'm jumping in here to see. So I have some comments here. Uh, Amaracia says, the two big things about luck are you make your own luck and the advantages aren't always advantageous. Yeah, and uh, I, like, I, I watch a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk, who's a sort of a CEO, sort of entrepreneur, motivational. He doesn't like to be called a motivational guy, but he is. And he says, yeah, would you rather be like crying in your Ferrari or like sitting on the bus whistling and being happy? And I know what I would prefer and what I actually do, <laughs> which is sit on the bus and be happy. Uh, I believe we've got a question here from Bubba. Bubba says, I've been teaching guitar at an underprivileged youth center and have been sneaking theory and comp into my lessons. Being a lifelong Apple guy myself, could you direct me to something, uh, copy to GB for, comparable to GarageBand for those that don't have iPhones? Yeah, really good question and actually a really tough one um, because I haven't really come across anything as good. The best solution that I've found right now is, uh, and you might have seen, I did an interview this week with Mike over at Creative Source, and Mike is kind of Mr. Cakewalk at the moment. So Cakewalk by BandLab is a 100% free digital audio workstation that runs on Mac and PC. You can run it on some pretty low-end gear, so you don't need anything amazing, and it's got some virtual instruments and things included. You can bring in loops and sounds. So that is a good option. So if if, uh, if the kids have even like a cheap Windows laptop and they want to play around with music, yeah, Cakewalk by BandLab, download it, install it and play around and tell them to go over to Creative Source and check out Mike's channel. In terms of Android, I'm still trying to find it. I've been talking to a few folks that are using Android and every time I ask the question, they're like, oh, there's a couple of things, but none of them are really that good. So I don't actually know the answer. I think there's something called Pocket Tunes. Any Android users that can point us towards something that might help if someone doesn't have an iOS device or a Windows or a Mac device. Uh, and of course, if I have a Mac, GarageBand as well, uh, because that is free and accessible. So hopefully that helped you out. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Red said, copyright claim against yourself, YouTube copyright is weird. It is a little bit weird. And now that I've said the words YouTube copyright like four times, this video is probably going to get like documented and like, they go through all the words and then they're just like, hmm, is he actually breaching copyright? <laughs> That would be kind of amusing. Not really. Uh, okay. Uh, a good comment here, question here from Amara, well, comment from Amara Sayer. So related to what we were talking about before, uh, I chose not to have my song sent to Content ID because it said if there are any samples, it will be removed from all stores. Not sure what counts as a sample, but I think I did use a few in it. Yeah. So that is, uh, and that's a weird one. So here's the thing with copyright and Content ID on YouTube. We'll go a little bit left field and then we'll jump back to some more questions. Here's the thing, when you actually release it, what it says, it says exactly that. It says you can't be using any samples or any any loops. And on uh, on DistroKid, I was reading about it as well. And it even says, even if you're using the free royalty-free samples and loops that are provided with GarageBand that you can use for commercial use royalty-free, they don't want you to put it on YouTube Content ID. The reason being is that what started happening, and the distributors are starting to get a bit of pressure on this, what started actually happening is that when people are putting their music out there and they're including, say, a loop, so say 
say the first four bars is just a single loop and then it kicks into this epic mix. Well, those four bars are going to get flagged as content ID and then someone else tries to release something that just uses those loops that are royalty free, that are 100% able to be used and then they get flagged because it says, no, 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 this is Am Amaracia's song. That this is his sample. So the reason it's so prescriptive about that is that we're having this issue now where people are literally releasing songs. And this is why I always say, if you're going to release a song using free loops, free samples, whatever, make sure that you always have the uh, always have something else with it. So change the key, add a second sample to it, put a different baseline in there, like make it yours. If anything is only playing one track and it's a sample or a loop at a time, then you are at risk because someone else may have released with that and it may catch you out as well. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, let's see what else we got. And, and Bubba has said we supply, we supply them phones, but not iPhones. Uh, yeah, so exactly. If they're an Android phone um, but yeah let's get on to that let's get the studio live today community onto that and work out what they what what may be available on android and you know what i always say use voice memos like sing into your voice memos but i think there are some simple kind of basic sort of four track and eight track recorders that are on android let's see if we can uh, if we can find that out and oh and a big thank you to bubba as well uh he has uh, we're here on youtube uh folks can donate via super chat and bubba has chosen to donate uh, to date to the channel via super chat if you want to donate as well <laughs> no, i won't do that uh there's always links down in the description if you want to support me on a number of ways at patreon or if you want to provide a donation it all really does help me keep the channel running keep creating content keep doing these weekly shows so a big thank you for that let's jump back and take a look at some final questions here how are we doing for time yes we are we are fast rapidly approaching the end i have so much fun on these shows that uh yeah i lose track of time so let's get back on track with a few more questions here before we do finish up uh this is from lauro rossi and he says, what do you think about the iRig mic? Would it be fine for an amp mic? If so, so, so it would be both usable as voice and amp mic with just one piece. What do you think? So if you're not familiar with the iRig mic and the iRig mic HD, the iRig mic, it uses a three and a half mil connector. So you connect into your iPhone or your iPad via the TRRS three and a half mil jack. It then has a headphone jack on it, which means that you can monitor as you play. So what you can do is a very simple device. You plug it in. It records either your voice or whatever you're pointed at. So that's what Laura is asking here. Can I use it for an amp mic and then would it be suitable? Uh, short answer is yes. It, it, it's very entry level because what you are, you're in the analog world. So without going into a super long rant here, uh, if you're connecting via analog, you're making the phone do all of the sort of analog to digital conversion, and it's not super great at that. So if it's going just in through the analog headphone jack or the TRRS jack, and then you're recording through that, you're not going to get the best quality sound. You're going to get a bit of hiss and noise in the background, and it's not going to be super great. The HD, the iRig mic HD would be better because what that uses is a USB or a lightning connection, and it's basically like a USB mic at that point. So you plug it into your lightning port, you still have a headphone jack, and you record. And the beauty part there is the hardware is doing the analog to digital conversion and sending the digital signal into your iPhone or iPad. So that is always going to give you a better quality sound than using an analog source. The advice I had for Lauro was if you are really wanting to get a good tone and a good sort of flexible all-round device, even in the, one of the entry-level USB audio interfaces, something like a Focusrite Scarlett Solo or the Steinberg UR12 that's just going to have a U, uh, an XLR and a quarter-inch jack, 
It just means that you've got so much flexibility because you can plug any microphone in there. You can level up your microphone over time. You can start with a really cheap, affordable microphone and then go to a better microphone over time. You can plug your guitar in direct via quarter inch and use onboard amp effects like uh, Amplitube and like Stark Amp Sim and like the GarageBand instruments. And you just get a whole bunch more flexibility by doing that. So the short answer here is if you are low on funds, yeah, grabbing an iRig mic is definitely going to be better than the built-in mic or just using your headphones and, and the, the headphone mic, but you are going to have to deal with some of those analog signals. So you'll get some hiss, you'll get some noise. It won't be perfect. Uh, let's continue on here. DJ Crypt. Hi, Pete. Just a question. I have an amazing synth on my iPhone and an old key rig keyboard. I want to know if it's possible to connect both to my MacBook in order to play the synth with the keyboard. So the question here is a little bit tricky, which is that if you are plugging in your keyboard to your iPhone and then you want to send that signal out to your Mac, what you're going to need to do is send the analog signal at that point. Because if you're using the synth on your iPhone, then you're not, you can either record it as MIDI, but then you can't really use that same synth on your Mac unless you have it on your Mac too. So it really does boil down to you needing to be able to actually send an analog signal out. So the e get, well, I say the easiest way, it does get a little bit tricky there, but what you would need to do is use a lightning to USB adapter to plug into your iPhone and then plug out of that from a three and a half mil stereo jack into an audio interface on your Mac. So I've done it before and I've, I've used things like for, say, guitars. I've recorded guitars analog into my PC's audio interface by literally plugging into my iPhone using uh, Amplitube and then sending that signal out to my PC. So it's totally doable if you've got that sound and you can't replicate it any other way, but it is going to end up being analog at the end of the day. Continuing on here, Tyler has an iPhone 10, and for some reason, I don't have a merge option. Does this make sense to anyone? So this is a GarageBand question. Hello to my GarageBand user friends. GarageBand on iOS, and here's the thing. Uh, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit tricky here. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quick demo. I know this is going to be terrible for the folks on the audio version, but uh, it'll help those that are watching the video. There are basically two ways that you can actually, I'm using AirPlay, it's all popping up here. There's two ways that you can actually tap on uh, a track here in GarageBand, and I'm realizing I haven't got a track open here. Uh, this is going to take too long. Um, we're getting there. That's all right. We're here. So there's two places that you can tap. When you're using your, your GarageBand on your iPhone or your iPad, you can tap right on the waveform. And when you tap on the waveform, you're going to get a menu that's going to pop up there. And it's going to have things on there like cut, copy, delete, loop, split, rename settings. And that is good for manipulating your audio. If you're looking for things like automation and merge, you actually need to tap right on the icon. So if I tap right on the icon there of the, um, the microphone in this case, it says delete, duplicate, rename, merge, automation. So there are two pop-up menus in GarageBand. You need to pop, you need to tap on the one to the left, which is on your actual instrument icon. And then if you want to actually do sort of track-based cutting, splitting, moving, that sort of thing, tap on the actual waveform. I hope that helps out. I do get that question a lot. I have made a video about it, but I know it, it's hard to, I have, uh, I have 800 plus videos. Well, no, I have 
900 plus now videos, uh, about 500 are about GarageBand. In fact, I'm I'm working on, I was going to say a secret project and it's related to this show, so I'll mention it here. Uh, I'm working on a GarageBand specific Q&A section for the website. So basically a complete repository of all the questions I get about GarageBand and answers to them. Not because I'm lazy, although sometimes I am, but because, yeah, a lot of folks come to me and ask questions and I realize I'm getting to the point where I'm answering similar questions uh, quite frequently and it would be great not to say hey go, go do your own research but even if i can use it to point people to the answers to some of their questions i think that would be a cool thing uh all right one more question here from folks from previously then we'll check in with those live oh, we haven't <laughs> i've got to uh, re-extend out there we go uh, so this one comes from Love. Uh, hey, is the share to mail still working? I need to send a song to a buddy of mine, but it won't work. So again, this is a question about GarageBand and about sharing things from your iPhone or your iPad. But the same generic advice is the same for however you are sharing things. And that is that if you're sharing um, as an M4A or an MP3, you're going to be okay. You're going to be able to share those smaller files and send them via email or send them to people. That way, if it's a WAV file, it's going to end up being too big. And what you want to do is actually zip that up and or just copy it over to something like Dropbox to iCloud Drive, to Google Drive, somewhere, some sort of cloud storage platform where people can access it and you can share it from. So that's my advice on that side of things. The specific problem that uh, that our friend here is probably having is that uh, there's a glitch at the moment in GarageBand, which means that what you need to do is instead of doing save to files or trying to send it as an email, as soon as you export it, you have to hit the open in option open in, and then it will bring up a second, it'll do the exporting, it'll bring up a second set of options, and that is where you can actually open it. So hopefully that is going to help you out if you are, like our friend here, running into that same very problem. Cool. All right. I think we are nearly done here. I'll just see if we have any final questions here, and then we will move on. Yes, I think we're good. Alrighty, so thank you to those. If you have been here live and you've got some value out of this, then uh, hit the like button. That just tells me that you enjoy this show and I should keep coming back week after week and doing it. If you're watching on the replay, I love you just as much. You can leave your comments and your likes down <laughs> below as well if you've got any questions or if you've got advice. If you know a great Android recording app that you want to help our friend Bubba out with, then do that. If you're listening on the podcast and you're subscribed there, hello to you as well. Hope you're doing well. Jump over to Studio Live today com where you can see how you can engage with me on all the different social media platforms. Join the mailing list that is back up and running. Support me on Patreon if you want to get some behind the scenes and additional access here on Studio Live today. And most of all, keep creating, recording and releasing your best music. Until next time, I'll see you next time.